Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and if you want to start or grow a thriving coaching business, this is the place to be. Join me every Monday for inspiration and action when I interview top coaches and expert entrepreneurs who share strategies and secrets for building a successful business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today, we're speaking with Alyssa Dare Nelson. You might mistake her for Superwoman, and if you do, you won't be alone. But Alyssa believes you have superpowers too. She's regularly featured on television news segments, inside major blogs and publications, and on podcasts from all around the globe. She's an accomplished success coach, speaker, host of the Maximize Your Strengths podcast, as well as published author of the hot new book, From Frustrated to Frickin' Awesome, Four Steps to Achieve the Success You're Wired For. But more than anything else, she's an exceedingly proud wife and mother of two who loves helping others discover how to make their businesses and relationships thrive in harmony. Alyssa, thanks so much for joining us today. Almalette, thank you so much for having me. This is such a joy to be here. You know, before we jump into more about your business, I would love it if you would tell us just a little bit about you, maybe some of the things you like to do when you're not busy working. Well, I, uh, I, I grew up a gymnast. And so you can take the girl out of gymnastics, but you can never take the gymnastics out of the girl. And so <laughs> for fun, I still coach um, little pre-team girls ages four to six, um, and, you know, who have kind of been handpicked because of their talent. And that gives me so much joy. So I do that a couple of times a week. Um, and my daughters are both in gymnastics as well. So we spend a lot of time at the gym. And we love it. Our whole family is sort of immersed in in gymnastics. So that is my favorite hobby. Um, And, you know, I also just love really simple things, you know, sitting on the couch, watching a movie, snuggled on, you know, one side with with one child, one side and the other, uh, you know, with the other child. And then my husband, you know, with his long arm just kind of wraps around all of us. We just kind of (laughs) snuggle on the couch and watch a movie and eat some pizza and popcorn. And honestly, that's that's kind of my most favorite uh, way to spend a little bit of of time. So that's hobby wise kind of what I what I do. Wow, very cool. Now, one thing that I really liked about your intro is it says you're a success coach, but it says that you help people make their business and relationships thrive in harmony. So let's talk a little bit about your coaching business, what you do, the type of person that you help, and maybe how long you've been in it. Yeah, yeah. So I I prefer to work with sole entrepreneurs or business partnerships. Um, And the reason is I have a huge heart for sole entrepreneurs because these are people who are wearing 64 different hats um, and trying to do it all on their own um, and, and beating themselves up because they, they can't um, because we have this fallacy in our society that says we're supposed to be quote unquote independent um, and we're supposed to be well-rounded and it's bogus. You know, the human, the, the human species is a community based, uh, you know, a social animal, social species. And we weren't ever meant to be well-rounded. We weren't ever meant to be alone. And yet people are, are trying to do that. And so these sole entrepreneurs go into business because they want more freedom. 
They want more time for their families. They want to contribute to society in their special way. And yet they are, they become a slave to their business and it harms their relationships and it harms their, um, their own self-esteem. And so what I do is through helping them really leverage their strengths, it allows them to do a, the things they're really good at and that give them joy to delegate or to give up the things that they're not, um, and to, you know, form collaborative relationships that will actually serve them. And so what they're doing is taking less time. They're doing it with more energy um, and, and they're doing it with more, with more joy and they actually have more time for their families. And, you know, especially for the sole entrepreneur, I don't believe in the idea of balance. Um, you know, that to me is a, a says that you're compartmentalizing and oftentimes soul entrepreneurship just isn't that way, but we can live in harmony. And so, you know, I've, I've got this, this, you know, idea, this metaphor of, of this entire orchestra playing, right? And that is our lives. It's, you know, you're a mom, you're a business owner, you're a wife, you're, you know, a community member, you're, you know, a PTA mom, or, you, you know, whatever you might be, you're all of these things all at once. And as long as all of those roles are, and all of those instruments are playing the same beautiful tune, it can be in harmony. It's when those things get, all get off kilter or one instrument gets way louder than the others that things don't feel right. But it's not really a balance. It's a harmony. Yeah, that makes sense. So how long have you been coaching? Yeah, so I've been uh, coaching about three years. And prior to that, I was actually in direct sales. Um, and I had that business, worked it full time um, for, gosh, how long did I work it full time? A couple of years, I suppose. Um, had quit my full time, you know, nursing career, which was a second career for me uh, to do that. And really just found, you know, a whole bunch of, of women who are working so hard, and were so stressed out. And I just thought, you know, rather than recruiting other people into my dream, how about I recruit them into their own? And that's where Dare Success Coaching was born. Yeah, I love that because, you know, I, I don't know, I think a lot of people probably have dabbled in direct sales at one point or another. I have. And to me, it's just a difficult industry. Like you're saying, you know, it's like, it's just even more so than some entrepreneurial endeavors, that is really a grind from morning to night. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's really interesting that you were able to see that there was a need there for people to really be able to have that that harmony and and then make that shift into into coaching. So is that who you you normally work with or have you kind of broadened your scope a little? Well, it's what's interesting is when I when I first started my practice, I I actually did not want to work um with direct sales or network marketing at at all. And that was because I carried my own cloud um about uh, about the the entire industry. Um it's kind of come around a little bit more full circle um in that I I really had this realization that had it not been for that experience, I would never have ventured into entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Um you know, I was in the healthcare field for over a decade and it really was uh, you know, this direct sales that was easy, it was easy entry, it was low cost entry, you know, and while it, it wasn't my forever business, it helped me uncover this love for entrepreneurship um, and self-development. And I worked, I already started my journey into self-development before I'd started that business. And so I've kind of come around full, full circle on it. Um, my one-on-one -on -one clients 
are not typically in direct sales uh, because I want to make sure that in the 90 days that they're working with me, that we can get two to three times ROI. And in direct sales, that's that's a pretty tough number to to get in in that 90 days. Um, and and I do love the the unique businesses. Um, that, you know, are, are really formed out of someone's unique idea, um, I guess. And so obviously you don't have that in direct sales, but I've, I've kind of come back full circle and healed, I guess, from, from my direct sales experience to a large degree, because, um, I would never have ventured into this business, into entrepreneurship, had it not been for that experience. So not a forever business, but at least it got me started. Well, it sounds like from going from, like you said, a second career in nursing and then shifting into direct sales and then shifting into coaching that you've probably experienced some ups and downs, (laughs) (laughs) maybe a few. So can we talk about something specific to your coaching business? You know, maybe just a low point or some sort of a disappointment that you experienced when you were getting that business going. Oh, my goodness. We could talk about like daily. (laughs) (laughs) Appointment. You can, as an entrepreneur, you can start out the day like in a super great mood, tank to like the lowest of lows emotionally, and then end up on a high, right? It's that kind of how entrepreneurship <laughs> exactly. can go. Um, you know, one of the most uh, uh, the poignant times for me was was in writing my book. Um, when I decided I was going to write a book, I thought, well, you know, this will be great. I'm going to do this. You know, millions of people do this. And so I can do it too. Uh, committed to it, put it out in the ether uh, to an accountability group. And then I started writing it and I was like, oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? Um, and so you through that five and a half months from idea to publish, um, I jammed myself in my office. Now I, I, I mentioned to you on the pre-chat Millette, that I, I thrive on human connection. I, I am an extrovert of all extroverts. I love talking to people. I love seeing people, communicating with people, all of the things. And here I was staring at a computer screen and just about going crazy uh, I had stopped all of my local networking because I had a deadline and needed to get the book done. And it really, uh, to a large degree, killed my coaching practice because I wasn't bringing in new clients because even the clients that I was serving as they were finishing their programs, um, I wasn't asking for the referrals anymore. Um, I wasn't asking for that because I just didn't have the bandwidth. I was so in my book. Um, so, you know, it, it was kind of like postpartum, postpartum depression in some ways. When I finally had the book in my hot little hands, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's, it's, it's smaller than I thought it would be. It was so much work <laughs> and it was, it's so small. Um, and, and then I realized, oh, now what, now what? Um, the, the book is done and, you know, n- now what? And so that was a really scary time because um, I had to really reignite my coaching practice um, and what felt like from scratch. And I, it wasn't from scratch. And I had to kind of pull myself out of the out of the weeds with that because th- that's the sort of the mental state that I went into. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm I'm back where I started. But no, you're never back where you started. You've got, you know, that your journey that you are going along. Um, but that was a that was a tough couple of months really until I was able to get that back up and moving again. Um, and, you know, the other thing is that I, I 
thought, well, if I self-publish, this will cost me. <laughs> You're all going to laugh listening to this in your car. I was like, oh, it's going to cost me 700 bucks or a thousand bucks to to publish this book. Um, no, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. And, th- and I still haven't allowed myself to go back and actually add it up because I needed a photo shoot. I needed, you know, design of the front cover that I didn't want to be, you know, half-hearted. I had two editors, um, you know, all, all of these things that I didn't know because I didn't know until you know what you, what you don't know, right? <laughs> right. Just how much uh, even self-publishing a book can cost. And so while I was cutting my, my coaching clients down, my expenses were going through the roof. Um, and, you know, of course, all of that culminates right after the book publishes. And all of a sudden, it just, it felt like the world was crashing on me. Um, so that, that was probably, probably the lowest of, of my, <laughs> of my entire business. And thankfully, I'm not in that place now. <laughs> wow. So if you had to do all of that over again, what sort of changes would you make? I mean, if someone is sitting out there thinking, oh, well, I have a book that I want to write, but now she's just scared me. (laughs) What what would you do different in that situation, you think? Um, Okay, so here's what I would do differently. Um, uh, Chandler Bolt has a book called Book Launch. Um, you can find it on Amazon. It's a really short, easy read. I found that book as I was like finishing and finishing publishing. I wish I would have found it earlier. He gives some really great tips in there about how to write a book. Um, the other thing that, and and you kind of have to just figure out what works for you with regards to writing. I began writing in, uh, Pomodoro. So 25 minute segments. Mm -hmm. And what I would do is at the beginning, I would, um, check my word count. And at the end of that 25 minutes, I would check my word count again. And what that did for me was it allowed me the space to know how many words am I actually getting out in a day? Because I would, you know, set these goals for a weekend saying, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get 5,000 words out. doesn't matter. I'm not going to edit. I'm just going to get 5,000 words out. Well, I was writing anywhere between 150 and 300 words every 25 minutes. So that 5,000 words wasn't even a reasonable goal. And so, you know, kind of getting, getting what is my pace here? Um, I did a lot of things, right? I got, I got, um, I took some, um, post-it notes and kind of splattered everything I knew about my topic on the wall and I was able to organize from there. And that was really smart. Uh, the other thing is I would give myself a day off from writing or at least a couple, you know, one or two days off from writing so that I could actually focus on the, the stuff that's bringing me revenue currently, which is, Mm -hmm. which is business, right? So allowing myself the time and space to go out and network, um, and to bring in more clients. And, and, uh, so I guess more time blocking would have been, would have been super, super smart. Um, I also gave myself kind of an unreasonable, um, deadline and, and I, and I put it out there. And once I put it out there, you know, my word is my bond and darn it. If I, if I, you know, couldn't change that, I, you know, didn't feel like I could. Um, so, uh, the other, the other tip is then not setting your published date, until you're actually done writing the book. Yeah, that that all is really good tips. And I think that would help a lot of people breathe a little bit easier if they're sitting there thinking, you know, wow, what have I gotten myself into? So would you say that even though you chose to do a lot of the things like getting a photo shoot and hiring a couple of editors, are there ways that people could make that a little bit of a more affordable project? Um, Possibly. Possibly. Okay. Um, you know, and, and the photo shoot that I, I re- redid my website at the same time, because why not? Um, so oh, that yeah. was part of the reason for the photo shoot. But, um, you know, the 
so you you could avoid things like the photo shoot, but I, I it was just really important for the branding of the book and, and things like that. Um, you could do one editor, and if you do one editor, then I would also hire a proofreader. Um, but it's mm-hmm. really really important to get. Um, more than one set of eyes on your book. So if you have an editor that you trust, um, hire that editor and then hire a proofreader just, or, or, you know, I mean, if you don't want to hire a proofreader, hire a friend who's really attentive to detail, Um, you know, buy her a bottle of wine or something (laughs) and say, we just read through and, and get everything. And then once it's all done, give yourself that time and space to go back and proof it yourself, which again, I, I put so much time pressure on myself that I, that I, I, I wasn't able to really do that in the, in the mind, in the state of mind that I wanted to. Um, and a lot of the extra cost also came in when, um, when I'm up against the deadline, right? If you want things done fast, it's going to cost more. Yeah, that makes sense. So what would you say after you got that book out, how did you start to get the momentum back in your business? Oh, my goodness. Um, Well, I started doing things like this. And, you know, I wanted to get my book out to as many people as possible um, because I knew the content was really good. And so I started reaching out to um, other podcasters podcast hosts. I actually hired a podcast guesting coach uh, who helped me get things like my my bio written. Um, that bio that you read at the top of the of the episode here, um, I did not write myself. I wrote a, a version of that, but it was really difficult for me to step into my own superpowers and to own that. Um, Mm-hmm. even though this is what I teach, right? So the lesson we're meant to send out in the world is often the one we need to learn the most. Um, so it was really great to have her there to really um, position me and, and help frame that up and to hold my hand as I'm getting the word out. Uh, I also hired a local publicist to help launch the book. And, you know, since then I've been able to do some regular segments on my, on my local news. And so that's also helped. And then once you have a book, now you can speak, you can speak without a book certainly, but it really helps to have a book when you're, um, when you're pitching speaking engagements. And that's another great way that I, that I was able to sort of reinvigorate my, my business is to stick it out and speak. So with the coaching that you do, are you working with people more locally or is your business online and you have people from all over the world? How does that work? Yeah, great question. Uh, Cause this transition happened all at the same time as well. I went from a local business coach to, uh, to an online business coach. So I began even meeting my local clients by zoom, which is a video conferencing app. If, if you're listening and you're not familiar with it, it's awesome. Um, and, and that way I could have clients all over the country. So I now have clients in, you know, Arkansas and Texas and Hawaii and, you know, all over the place. Um, and in large, that's because I was able to extend my voice by my own podcast, by podcasts like yours, Millette, that, that uh, people heard my name and were like, oh, I think I kind of like her and I think she's got what I need. Um, and so able to, to sort of build that online presence and that online business that way. So it wasn't that my messaging changed. It's just that I, I finally was brave enough to let others hear it. I love that. That is something that I think a lot of people, not necessarily that they struggle with, but that sometimes it you just get caught up in the content creation, in producing your blog posts and doing your social media and et cetera, et cetera. And then you sort of forget about 
I've got to get me out there. I've got to shine the light on me a little bit. If I want to get clients, if I want to grow this business, I've got to be willing to shout out, hey, hey, look at me. You know, one of the one of the diseases of, of most coaches is that we love what we're doing so much and we care about people so deeply that we just want to help. Um, and this was another big turning point for me. And it happened before I actually wrote my book, but solidified after I found myself like, oh, I've been giving all of this stuff away and hiding in a corner, not letting my voice be heard, you know, um, you know, not you know, taking on the right clients, et cetera, where, where we're almost running charities, right? And if you're charging $100 an hour and you're listening to this episode right now, you're running a charity. Um, you know, know what your value is as a coach because, because what you have to offer there's a value exchange and what they give you is money <laughs> and what you give them mm-hmm. is value and transformation and success in their business or success in their life. If you're a life coach or, you know, success um, in the area that they've hired you for and it is okay to be, uh, to be paid for that. Um, you know, if you, if you charge so little for what you do, you can't stay in business. And if you can't stay in business, then shame on you because there's people out there in this world who need what you have to offer. And you've just put yourself out of business because you weren't willing to charge enough. Um, so there's my, there's my little soapbox moment for coaches who, who aren't charging what they're worth. <laughs> well, let's, let's dig into that just a little bit. So for someone who is I don't want to say a brand new coach, because I think if you're brand new, that maybe it's okay to start out a little bit lower to, you know, maybe gain some confidence and to get some Mm -hmm. success stories Mm -hmm. and case studies, that sort of thing. But let's say somebody's been around for a year and they are kind of stuck in that trading dollars for hours almost with, like you said, just $100 an hour, $75 an hour. What is going to be something that they can do? Where do they need to set their sights? You know, what sort of what do they need to do to kind of wrap their head around the fact that I can charge more and what would be a good figure for them to start thinking about and getting comfortable with? Oh, that's such a great question. And it is a little different for each person. And and, and here's here's I'll explain what I mean by that. So people have a problem. Right. And so they're on one side of a canyon and on the other side of the canyon is the solution. All right. So you might think that you're selling them the solution. You're not. You're selling them the bridge to the solution. As a coach, you don't give people the solution. Right. You pull it out of them and you help them develop into it. So so depending on how big that canyon is, right, how long that bridge is, that's what you charge them. So it's really important to figure out what is the problem that people have that draws them to me as a coach and what is the value of that solution? Um, and in, when you're when you're life coaching, it's challenging, right? It can be challenging to quantify right. that. Um, business coaching is pretty easy. Like I'm I'm going to get you revenue, and I, I have full confidence that that, that that's going to happen because I've seen it happen over and over again with my clients. So I know that that's possible. And so my goal is always two to three times the ROI that they invest with me. So really easy because we can measure that. Now, if you're life coaching or you're doing a different kind of, of coaching, um, relationship coaching, you know, whatever the case may be, you really have to figure out if they stay in this problem, what are the consequences of that? 
does it look like divorce? Does it look like their children are in therapy? Does it look like, I mean, and I'm just throwing these things out there, right? Right. If they stay in that problem, what are the consequences of that? Um, and if they don't, if you are able to help them through that, what is the, what is the beneficial result of that? That, that if you ask, ask that question several times, you'll get down to something that's, that's more quantifiable. Um, because what I, what I see sometimes is, well, they're more joyful. They're more fulfilled. They're less stressed out. Like, well, what does that mean for them? What does that really mean? What does less stressed out mean? Does it mean their blood pressure is lower? Does it mean that they get to get off their, their, you know, anxiety medication? Um, does it mean that, that, you know, they're not screaming at their husband every night and, and that they're actually sleeping in the same bed with their husband, uh, when they were, you know, their husband was sleeping on the couch. What does that mean? And then go one step further. Tell you what, if the husband's sleeping on the couch for any number of years, that's likely going to end up in a divorce. And what is that going to cost? So really getting deep on what are the, what are, what are the results of staying in the problem and what are the benefits of through the bridge that you create for them? What is the result? What is that result? And so that will vary for every different type of coaching. But if you kind of take that, um, those questions and really figure that out, really spend some deep time and you probably can't do it on your own. Do it with a close friend, do it with a coach that you're working with. Um, if you are a coach and you don't believe in hiring a coach, um, please stop coaching. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not willing to make that that investment in your own coach, um, no wonder people aren't willing to make the investment in you. Mm, yeah, you're putting out in the ether um, that it's not there is not the value there. Um, so I would say, you know, and I don't have a coach in, at every living moment. Um, there's times where I take a break after a coach uh, just to implement, um, and then I find I find another coach, right? And in different time, different season, different coach. Um, I'm I'm not one who believes in long term coaching. I don't think that you should have uh, the same coach for years and years because I think that the relationship that or Agency gets lost. Um, so that's just my own personal belief about coaching and that doesn't have to be yours and that's totally fine. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um, you know, do be willing to invest in your own development uh, if you're asking other people to invest in you for their development. Nice. So we talked a little bit about the book, which is pretty new, but I would like to know what does the future look like for you? What are you excited about creating next in your business? Oh my goodness, Millette, so much, so much. It's so exciting. Um, so I uh, actually just created a brand new free Facebook group uh, called The Frickin' Awesome Entrepreneur. So you guys can can search for it. It is at this moment just a women's only group. So know that uh, I as if I get enough um, requests from men, I will, I will create a group just for men as well. So not discriminating, just, I wanted to create a safe space for women to really, uh, explore what the challenges that they're, they're facing. Um, and that will actually go right into a, a new membership site, um, where I'll be giving people value month after month. Super excited for that. January 1st, I launch my mastermind, um, which is going to be absolutely amazing. I've learned a lot through being a part of many masterminds, um, both paid and unpaid. And I'm really excited for how that's going to go. Um, and I, I shared with you on the pre-chat, and I'm just going to go ahead and share out loud because why not? Um, I'm going to be launching two new podcasts in addition to the one I already have um, right now, one specifically for uh, freaking awesome marriages and one for freaking awesome 
parenting because uh, those are my two other passions. And so people who are interested just in the marriage part of it, uh, where the, the Strengths Finder, which is the, the tool I use with my clients, is so applicable and powerful in transforming marriages from mediocre to um, absolutely out of this world. Uh, amazing. And then, you know, the, the parenting one where you know, you learn all about how to raise amazing adults, not just good kids. And uh, so I'm really excited about those two ventures as well. And those will launch on January 1, 2. So lots and lots of things. Yeah, you are. That's, that is a lot of stuff, but it sounds so exciting. And you sound so excited about it. I think that that is generally, even if it's a lot, people can just, they carry themselves through with the excitement that they feel for their stuff. Yes, yes. And I will say I'm not doing it alone. I am a sole entrepreneur, but I'm not doing this alone. Um, and I really, this is really, this is a, 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 a huge point. I think, Millette, obviously it's something I feel very passionate about. You, even if you are a sole entrepreneur, you do not have to do it alone. You know, both paid consultants, paid professionals and unpaid family friends who you can, you can engage to support you because you cannot be everything. You cannot do it all. Um, and that's okay. That doesn't show weakness. It actually shows strength when you're willing to reach out and say, hey, this is an area of non-strength. I'm not really sure how to, you know, create an, an online funnel. I don't or, you know, I don't know how to, you know, do this or that on my website. I don't know how to create a membership site. All of those things. You don't have to do it alone. Um, and you'll find that the product of whatever you're creating will be so much better if you engage other people to help you. So one thing that I would love to know, because you do have a lot of things that you're doing and a lot of things that you are starting to create, what would you say is like your favorite marketing strategy for like for introducing new people to what you do? How do you like to find those potential clients? You know what? It's honestly podcast guesting um, is the most effective. And here's the reason why, you guys, um, because unlike um, an email sequence where people can read a little bit about you, even if you have a YouTube channel where you might or Facebook Live where you might be doing like a three minute video, um, what you've experienced in the last, what, half hour, 40 minutes here between Millette and I is that is that you've gotten to know me right? So I haven't just spoken on one topic. You've gotten to hear my opinion and my stance on a lot of different things. And so what the cool thing is that as you're out there and you're guesting on podcasts that fit you, right? That fit you, that, that what happens is people go, yeah, I need more of that. And, and they've had a chance to get to know us a little bit better. Um, and I think it's a super, super effective way of getting your voice out and helping people before they even opt into your email list to know who you are, know the type of person you are, know what some of your values are, know what some of your expertise is, right? Before they even opt in. Because in this day and age, you know, my my email inbox is is already cluttered as it is. I, I don't need more random people in my inbox sending me stuff. But 
if I hear somebody, you know, led or like me, right, that, that actually is somebody valuable, right? Someone who has some really good stuff that, that we need, that feeds our soul, that gives us value. Now I'm willing to have that person in my inbox. And so I think that, that podcast guesting is really effective um, in, in getting that word out. And I would also say, you know, locally, um, you know, getting on these on, on earned media, which is like the, the, the news and that kind of thing as a, as a topic expert is another good way mm-hmm. of people recognizing, oh, they've got an area of expertise. I think I should find out more about that. Yeah, those are two really good suggestions. Now, knowing what you know now about building up a successful coaching business, what would be your best piece of advice to someone who's just getting started? What would be the first thing they should do if they're really serious about growing a successful business? Or is there something that you wish you had done first if you had it to do over again? Well, I think you should write a book, launch a podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do all of those (laughs) things all at once. Um, Please don't do all those things all at once. I would say, um, you know, build your, the local networking was really, really important for me because I got to practice my pitch all the time. Right. And I got to see live, you know, people's, people's reaction, like, Oh, their eyebrow raised, like, Oh, that hit that that's a, that's a problem they're having. Right. So when you can just have conversations about that, it really solidifies the services that you offer. Um, and I would say just do it. Um, you know, if you need to give a discount for your first five clients, um, do that, but don't do it forever. You know, just get your feet wet doing what you what you're doing. Um, and, and then very quickly, uh, get out of that and start charging what you're worth. Um, I would say, get out and speak as much as you can. If you join organizations like BNI, uh, I'm a part of one called polka dot powerhouse, which is a women's uh, connection company has a networking component to it where you can get up in front of people and speak, um, you know, go to your local chamber of commerce and offer to come in and speak. Um, Those are really powerful tools as well, because now you're not just having a one-on-one conversation. You're having a conversation with, you know, 15, 20 people. And even if there's only six people in the room, you're, you're making more of an impact than if you were just doing it one-on-one. Um, but don't forget those one-on-one conversations because those are really important too. Um, and I would say as well, get an online uh, platform as, as quickly as possible. It's not the first thing. I would say it's the second thing and start to build your email list. A lot of really good suggestions. I think that that's a good place for people to get started. Alyssa, this has been so good, and I have learned so much from our short time together. I would love it if we could finish up with the final five rapid-fire questions. Okay, let's do this. All right. What is one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable? Oh, gosh, just one. Um, uh, Self-evaluation. I'm really good at self-evaluation. What worked here? What didn't work here? Um, And I do that on a very, very regular basis. What's one quality that you think every successful coach needs to spend some time developing? Uh, Knowing their own value. Recommend one book that's had a big impact, either on your business or on your life. Uh, There's so many. Oh, my gosh. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to tell you The the Alchemist. Uh, and, oh, yeah. and here's the reason why, and I know these are rapid fire, but I got to give the reason why it's because, <laughs> because no matter what your coaching practice looks like right now, it will always be a journey. Um, and the alchemist is, is such a beautiful story about, about the ups and downs of the journey and the value with every experience along the way. 
Yeah, I love that one. Give us an online resource that you think coaches would love to use in their business and that you couldn't do business without. A hands down Zoom. It, it allows me to connect with people. I, I don't like coaching on the telephone because you lose all of those nonverbals. So I love Zoom for that. Nice. And finally, how can the listeners best connect with you if they have listened to this and they cannot wait to learn more and find out how you can help them? How do they get in touch? Awesome. Well, my website is daretosucceed.com. So it's D-A-I-R-E, the number two, succeed.com to get a PDF version of my book as well. So if that's okay, I'm going to give them a special link that they can pick the book up. Uh, no strings attached, just just the book. And you can check that out. If you love it, you can go buy it on Amazon if you want to. <laughs> nice. But um, so if they go to daretosucceed.com forward slash unstoppable. And again, it's D-A-I-R-E, the number two, succeed.com forward slash unstoppable. They can get their very own version, uh, PDF version of the book. Perfect. Well, I'll be sure to get all of those links and the recommendations onto the show notes page. Alyssa, this has been such a great conversation. I want to thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Millette, for having me. This has been awesome. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. Be sure to join me next Monday for another inspiring interview. But wait, before you go, I've got a question for you. Are you ready to take action on all the great strategies today's guests shared, but you're not quite sure where to start? I've got you covered with my new action episodes, where I break down how you can implement all their best tips and tricks. Get immediate access to this exclusive free content when you become part of the Unstoppable Coach community. Simply go to unstoppablecoach.co to join or text COACH to 345-345.